Today's kernel is going out to Michael Melito. We had a conversation over email about investing and he shared the unfortunate news with me that he does not share my love of mochi donuts. But Michael, you know what? It's okay. I still appreciate you. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I think it goes without saying that most of us are looking for ways to bring in some extra money. And it's been, I think, way too long since we've talked about side hustles here on the show. And so today I'm very excited to be joined by Whitney Hansen to discuss her hustle of flipping furniture. So Whitney, how's it going? It's going so good, Chris. How are you? It's going good. It's, I'm I'm really happy to have you on. It's been a while. It's been too long. I've known Whitney for a while now, and I was, and I don't know why you haven't been on the show. But I'm happy to have you here now. I'm honored. Thank you so much. <laughs> let's talk about furniture flipping, my friend. Yeah, let's do it. For those of you who don't know, Whitney is the host of the Money Nerds podcast, a great show. You cover such a great variety of topics, and had so many great guests on your show. So if you haven't all checked it out, go go now. Pause it right now. Go subscribe to the Money Nerds. Check it out uh, and hear some of the great things that Whitney is doing. But I want to have Whitney on because I've seen her posting about her furniture flipping, which she's been doing for a year and a half. I didn't know you do this basically weekly, which blew my mind. And you, <laughs> and you started doing this because you've just been testing outside hustles. And I guess you just like this one. It kind of stuck when you gave it a try. Yeah, hands down, that was it. I test side hustles a lot because I'm a financial coach. And one of those things is I want to test things and tell people what actually works, not Mm. just, you know, hey, this sounds good in theory, like if I'm in the trenches showing you. But yeah, I tested it. And I love the the creative side it takes. Like you can look at a piece of furniture and find different ways to repurpose it or just different ways to stage it. And so I just love the creative side of it. I really do. Yeah, I think you definitely have to have a good eye. I don't know if I would be good at this because I don't if uh, you can't see the rest of the room I'm in right now. But trust me, you would know that I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to uh, <laughs> picking up furniture. I think that's such a myth, though, my friend. Like when I first started, I look back on some of the first pieces that I picked and your eye evolves. So hmm. it's kind of like it gets better over time the more you do this. And so even if you don't think you have a good eye yet you're okay. Like just give it a shot, start small. And I promise if you do it consistently, your eye develops a lot. Well, thank you. are being so kind. So I appreciate it. I, I, you give me a little <laughs> more <true>. confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> so my first question, when I thought about our conversation we we're going to have today was, how do you even go about finding these pieces? Because I, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, there's really three places that I start. So I go to the thrift stores That's been a little bit harder with COVID, but I still will like mask up and like go in with my my war gear and try to find some pieces (laughs) there sometimes. So it's thrift stores. It's uh, Facebook Marketplace is a really Mm. big one, too. I have also tested OfferUp and some of the apps. I haven't found those to be as good of places to find furniture. And then the last place that I personally look that is a goldmine is auctions. So if you go to highbid, hibid.com for your state, you're going to find all kinds of different auctions. So keep that secret between all of us listening in. Um, (laughs) I don't want more competition, darn it. No, but it's a great place. You can find some really cheap deals and find some good good products too. Oh, okay. No, that's great. Thank you. I've clearly never heard of highbid, but no, no, thanks for sharing that. So when you go out and you're looking through these different sources, 
what type of furniture are you targeting? Are there specific pieces? Are you like, I will never buy a, a bookshelf, but I'll always buy a table. Like, what do you, how do you go about deciding? Yeah. Okay. The first thing is almost always price. That's my first factor that I'm looking for is it has to be a good price point. And then additionally, the things that I'm looking for are styles, um, straight lines, clean lines, mid-century modern is super hot right now. So I do a lot of like mid-century modern dressers. What I find is dressers sell probably the best, followed by console tables. Um, bookshelves, I don't really test too many bookshelves. I'll test a couple in a few weeks and let you know. But yeah, usually dressers, kitchen tables, uh, those are the kinds of things that work really well. I steer clear of end tables if there's only one. If there's two, it's a good deal. If there's only one, most people don't buy those as frequently. Um, but the way to test that is go on Facebook Marketplace for your area because it is kind of location specific to see what are people in your area actually purchasing. How you can do that is just find a few pieces that look interesting, have like great photos, are fun, you know, d- don't do any like crazy colors. Stick with like your, your <laughs> blacks, your whites, your grays, your neutral wood tones, and then just follow those and see how long does it take for those to sell. And you'll start to get an idea for your area of what actually moves. Oh, that's a good tip. I didn't even think about that. That's, that makes so much sense. Today's bag of popcorn is brought to you by another project that I've been working on called This Is Awkward. It is a podcast that I host twice a month with my co-host Allison from Inspire Budget. And this is a show all about tackling your awkward money situations. We have great listeners like you call in and share the awkward moments that they dealt with. And then we give you a little bit of advice, hopefully to help you get through this situation without losing your friends and family along the way. So last night... My wife and I, we found ourselves watching Step by Step. And I don't know if you ever watched this show. This is like... Step by step, <laughs> day by day. Yes. That's the show. Okay, let's go ahead and get into today's awkward story. Hi, Chris and Allison. I would love to hear your thoughts about my husband sharing our financial details with his parents all the time. He is constantly sharing financial details of our life, and they do the same with their life all the time time. It bothers me probably because I don't like my in-laws knowing all the details of my life. Additionally, I've never had a super close relationship with my parents. How do I talk to my husband about this? Am I overreacting? So to learn more and subscribe, head to popcornfinance.com slash this is awkward, or just go to the link in the show notes. So when you find a piece that you like and you're like, okay, I think this will be something that'll, that'll work. I, I can work well with I'm assuming, maybe not, uh, are you negotiating the prices? And if you are, even if you're not, how do you know if you're getting a good deal on these items? I always try to negotiate when I can, and that's buying and selling. Um, Usually thrift stores, they don't allow you to negotiate too much unless it's a total trashed item. You can be like, (laughs) hey, look, like it's broken here, here, and here. Can you give me a little bit of a better deal? But typically, the negotiation mostly comes on the selling side. And so with the buys, if it's an auction... I'll just pay whatever the auction bid price is. Thrift stores, I just pay the full price. And if I'm buying from Marketplace, I will almost always offer a little bit less. Sometimes they'll honor that and sometimes they are sticking to their guns. But if you buy it at the right price point, you're guaranteed to make profit. So you just have to be careful when you buy that you don't overpay for an item that is not really worth it. Got it. And does that kind of come from just trial and error? You After buying a few pieces, you realize 
what you can actually sell it for <laughs> and that way you're not like paying you know ten dollars more than you can actually sell it for yeah no doubt that's a, not a great way to run a business right uh, <laughs> so usually when i first started side hustling because i didn't know what this stuff would look like i had no idea how much money you can make from furniture flipping i set a minimum profit i said 25 dollars per piece is the minimum profit i'm willing to entertain if i don't think i can get more than that or if i can't get more than that then, you know, that's not something I'm going to purchase, even if it is kind of a cool piece. So that's what I set it at now. And of course, that evolves as you get better at this. Now I'm like, oh, $80, that's it. I don't know. (laughs) But it evolves. So set that minimum profit that it's worth it for your time and just stick to your guns on that. And when you get to the process of fixing up these pieces, you had told me when we talked before that you just jumped into this as just to give it a try and ended up liking it. So did you already have the skills and the knowledge on how to refurbish and fix up this furniture? If not, how does someone go about learning some of these skills? Sort of. So I don't want to be misleading. I'm pretty handy already. And I've done a lot of like remodeling and construction projects, but you don't have to. My little sister started the same time I did, and she is still scared of a chop saw. Like she <laughs> just cannot handle this stuff. So if you feel like, oh God, that looks like fun, but I don't think I can swing it from a skill level. I'm telling you, YouTube is one of your best friends. And most of the time, the projects that you're going to be taking on are not in the beginning going to require you to cut down a piece and do like drills and all that stuff. Like you might have to add some feet here and there to the like dresser or console table. But most of the time, it's just painting. And painting Hmm. is really easy. Primer, always a good primer. Always, always. So get an oil-based primer Start with just a solid neutral color that speaks to a wide demographic of people. Blacks and whites tend to do really, really well when it comes to paint colors. And then from there, you can even just use a little weenie roller, like a tiny little roller to paint. And that's really it. And then a good polycrylic on top. And if you can just get those skills down, that's going to serve you so well when it comes to furniture flipping. Huh? That sounds way less scary. Then, it's uh, so easy. Then it's, <laughs> like when I see the pieces that you've fixed up, I'm like, oh, that looks great. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I would trust myself to uh, to try to make those same repairs. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah make it some sound of the so repairs are crazy. <laughs> it, it's really, it's quite easy. It's not difficult. I think people underestimate how much of a difference just even switching the knobs on a piece of furniture will be. It makes such a big difference. And those little tiny shifts are sometimes the difference between making a couple hundred dollars profit and making $40 profit is if you're willing to just go through the little tiny details, it makes a difference. Okay. Well, thank you. I feel, I feel more comfortable about this now. I don't, Good. I may give this a try, Whitney, or I may just watch you and, and live through your, your skills and adventures. But if <laughs> anyone else is listening to this, wants to give it a try, or if they want to just check out more of what you're doing on your podcast, what's the best place for them to, to go and how can they reach out to you? Yeah, the best place on the podcast is themoneynerds.com or really anywhere podcast players are available. But if you do like furniture flipping, I did a very, very comprehensive video on my YouTube channel. And it will walk you through how to stay safe, how to pick out pieces, what are you looking for, how do you track your revenue and expenses, and where do you go for items. It gives you a really, really good overview. So that's on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash the Whitney Hansen. Okay, perfect. I will actually go find that video and put a link in the show notes. That way people can easily jump over to it and also a link to your podcast. So thanks so much, Whitney. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Chris. I hope you start flipping furniture, friend. Oh, one day. (laughs) Make it happen. I appreciate you coming and joining me this week. And a big thank you to those of you who are new listeners as a result of the really kind article written by Phoebe Lett 
for the New York Times. Uh, she was kind enough to feature popcorn finance, and this is awkward in her article. And I know we've gotten a few new listeners, including Lindsay Ryan One on Instagram, who reached out to me and let me know that she found the podcast as a result of that article. So thank you, Lindsay, and thank you to all of you who have joined me here over on Popcorn Finance. And you can be like Lindsay and join me over on Instagram. Just search for at Popcorn Finance Podcast, and you'll find me there. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.